scary place. Dark shadows creeping in the moonlight. Unfamiliar sounds surrounding you. Stalking you. Is it a ghost? A werewolf? Or something more? Human. What would you do if you found yourself lost? In the strange woods? Join us as we discuss the paranormal, true crime, and anything in between with your hosts, Jeremy. I'm going to haunt parking garages in big cities. Jonathan. How haunted was his mouth? And Peter. Yeah, I don't know how many brains he's going to be eating with his wooden teeth. Welcome to the Strange Woods Podcast. All right, guys. We got to talk about the high beams on fucking cars. I like, only drive with my high beams on. No, no, you know, this pertains t- in two ways to you, Jonathan, because you've been, I'm assuming, the recipient and the fucking aggressor here. So, like, if you're living in the fucking suburban wasteland of Houston, there's no road where you need high beams. <laughs> oh, he agrees. That, <laughs> I mean, he lives in Houston and knows that that is a pain in the ass. No, you know, but for real, like I so saw I drive a Ford Focus. Jonathan, you used to drive a Ford Focus. So I, had I mean two of those. One of them met the front at the back end of a, a Ram fifteen hundred and the other one got totaled by a herd of deers. See, probably because of the high beams were in your way. <laughs> but every drive, because like I commute to work at five thirty in the morning, so the sun hasn't come up yet. And every fucking day someone behind me is like a car, not even a truck, a car that's blinding me with their fucking high beams. Why? You were surrounded by other cars. There's there's no need. Um, uh, I'm going to th- throw in my two cents and say it's, it's because my low beam lights don't work. <laughs> or you have a light bulb out. I've done that. No, they're, they're definitely out. But like at the moment, I need two light bulbs on the driver's side and one low beam light on the passenger side. So the only thing I have is the one high beam passenger side light at the moment. <laughs> In my defense, I noticed this about 24 hours ago. So. There's no defense to that. How do you know? No, no but do you, do you remember in high school, <laughs> your blazer when you lowered the rear end <laughs> and the fucking, the headlights pointed into the trees just when you were driving? I had a squatted Chevy before that was even a thing. I wouldn't call that a squatted Chevy. It was, a, <laughs> it was like a yeah. dog taking a dump. Yeah, like a little chihuahua because <laughs> it was a tiny SUV. Little S10 blazer, if anybody doesn't know what that is. Do you have a picture of that thing in his glory with the fucking fake? Actually, I guess the hood scoop was technically usable. That was a functional hood scoop. I cut a hole in the hood. (laughs) I mean, that is not. You know that motherfucker rusted out within five years (laughs) if you get rid of it. Oh, yeah, probably. That's not my first functional hood scoop to cut in a car either, though. I had a 95 Honda Civic at one point and it kept it. It overheated one time and I was like, ah, shit, I got to figure out what's going on. So my immediate quick answer, same afternoon, was to line up, look, I I popped the hood and I figured out where the exhaust manifold was. I cut a slot right there and made a hood scoop right in front of the exhaust manifold to blow the air straight onto it to cool it off. (laughs) And here's where people find out I know nothing about cars and you lost me at hood scoop. Yeah, what's a what's a hood scoop? <laughs> I'm just sitting here like hood scoop. I don't know what that is. What yeah. is that? He forced air into the fucking <laughs> under the hood for the, the purpose of what? Nothing for looking stupid to cool, to cool off the engine. Cooling or cooling or breathing better. Yeah. Okay. 
Because Normally, it's only done on higher end actual performance cars. I yeah, always put it on. And by air quotes, hood scoop. Is this just a big hole? No, he actually. I think his his dad managed to find on eBay some fucking fiberglass or plastic hood scoop that he just somehow attached to the top. Okay, so picture a sports car. Mm-hmm. You know the little wide hole on the hood. Yes. Okay. That, okay. Except aftermarket, and he cut a hole in his hood to put it on top. <laughs> okay. How mad was your mom whenever she found out you were grinding a hole into the fucking hood of that truck she paid for? I mean, she just kind of rolled with it. I mean, when you lived with me, I mean... That's fair. You didn't know what the hell was going to happen, yep. so... Bless your oh, mother. She is stronger than I am. You can still buy that hood scoop. It's a hundred, It's a snorkel fiberglass hood scoop. <laughs> a quick Google has found it. 20 years later, it's $117. I do not think stats. I paid that. <laughs> The good news is with that dog shit and squatted truck, you probably could have attracted some like some alien spaceships with as high as your beams were. Mm. So there's that. You'd go down that old bumpy road in the back of town and it was like signaling like Morse code. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But tonight we're not talking about aliens, but we are talking about New Mexico. Welcome to episode three of the Strange Wood podcast. So, everybody, <laughs> this other lovely voice that you hear on the mic tonight is Brandy. That is Peter's wife. Hello, hello. Thank you for joining us this evening. Thank you. Ha- happy to be on the podcast. I'm honored. <laughs> yeah, Brandy, uh, tell us. Oh, goodness. Okay. <sighs> no pressure. Oh, my God. Are you serious? The Roomba just started. <laughs> and here I am sitting there like, I'm so proud of the cats for being so quiet because they are loud as shit all the time. And the damn Roomba is on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You can't curse on this podcast. Oh, I'm so fucking sorry. I'm going to have um, to leave. Oh, and the broom fell over. Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. What is what happening is in your case? room? Everything is falling apart. <laughs> this is what happens when you try to put me on this podcast. <laughs> hey, should I go turn this thing off? Like what? Yes. Oh, <laughs> Hold on. Fuck. Hold on. Wait a minute. <laughs> Peter, we discussed this in episode one. That broom is supposed to be outside. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. Wow. Your your wife is fighting a fucking Roomba right now. (laughs) It's because she didn't leave the broom out. (laughs) Hey, it's a full moon. I mean, if you say a spell, you could ride those Roombas out of there. Holy shit. It is a full moon right now. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, I I made fun of one of our friends. I told her to make sure that I didn't know she was realized there was a full moon. I said, do not forget to lay all your crystals out and charge them tonight. And Whoa, what just, did I walk in on? <laughs> <laughs> she was. Uh, she realized what I meant and then realized that tonight was a full moon. Is it really? Oh, God, I'm so glad I'm not working. Well, there, there's a good segue. Oh, we no, can, no, no. That's, can, not no, no. <laughs> That's not a joke. That's not a joke. Does the full moon bring out the crazies? Oh, my God. I... <sighs> Well, first you got to introduce who you are, what you uh, do. Yeah. Okay. My name is Brandy and um, I am an ER registered nurse. And um, yes, the moon absolutely does affect something. Um, I'm not, I guess, because you guys at one point talked about how, you know, where your level of quote unquote belief and all that. I am pretty skeptical. Um, when it comes to, you know, that type of stuff, like, you know, ghosts and things of this nature. However, I have seen that the full moon absolutely does affect people's moods, particularly where psychiatric patients are concerned. Um, 
I have no explanation for that. I don't know that a quick Google search would help me <laughs> to figure <laughs> out that. But um, most definitely, most definitely, there's an effect on human behavior from my experience um, when there's a full moon. Why do you think that is? I don't know. I don't know. Um, <sighs> influence of the tides? I don't know. I don't. I don't know if it's a if it's a mental thing. I don't know if that's that's something that people with um, that people with these syndromes in their mind see and and behave a certain way because of it. I don't know if it's cause and effect. I don't know if there's something actually in the environment that causes it. But I can tell you, a full moon night, a lot of times, bananas. Just I mean, but I'm rarely aware of a full moon. Do you think most people are aware of it? I I don't. Oh. Uh, Georgia chiming in in the corner. Yes. <laughs> when when you live in the country like we do, a full moon is like living in a damn city because now I have to figure out how to block it out of the house because it's so damn bright. Yeah, we have a big tree over our window. It doesn't really uh, affect us, I guess. No, on a normal night, I can't see. I can't look out the front door and see across the street. On a full moon night, I can't just see across the street. I can see all the way down the street. Mm. <laughs> It looks like the sun is still out. Well, Brandy, I think you need to keep like a journal and, and you know, lunar phases, just <laughs> just make, yeah. make marks and, you know, notes of all the, the assholes that come in. Well, I have to be careful because, you know, my, my position is um, one where I'm around uh, protected information and, you know, mm-hmm. privacy and things like that. So it's hard to even tell stories sometimes like, you know, and there's, nothing crazier than what happens in an emergency room and in a hospital. Like you just, it's it's the great equalizer. You see all of humanity. You see the absolute best people who you're just like, wow, these people are unbelievable. And then you see the absolute worst, like you are a waste of space, you know, and it's everything in between. So, but I have to be careful because any identifying information is a very big no, no. I could, you know, you not only are putting people's business out there, but it's, you know, morally, ethically wrong to to disclose information and, you know, legally. Absolutely. I could lose my job. I could so I have to be careful. So I, I could make, I don't know, vague notes. I just think of tally marks. Tally you know, Oh, you were thinking oh you so you're keeping it super simple. You're not sticks talking nut about bags like, tonight, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the nut bag tally. Nut bag tally, Monday night. But yeah. You see some crazy crap in there for sure. Any ghosts? Um, there's there's always there's always noises and um electrical signals that'll get picked up on monitors and things like that. And it's, you know, kinda haha. You know, there's a lot of um unfortunately, there's a lot of there's a lot of death in an emergency room. So there's literally not one single room in my ER where someone has not died. So to say, oh, no, there's nothing. I mean, I, I can't say that. But do we have any like hard and fast ghost stories? Not really. Not really. There's, there's not a lot of superstition. Is it possible anyone has been, you know, um, possessed by a demon? <laughs> I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. As I said, there's a very interesting folks that come through. So you never quite know what you're going to get. I'm sure there's been a couple of woo-woos coming through every now and then, <laughs> leaving some bad juju behind for somebody to pick up. I would I would say it's entirely possible. Um, that patient from like, I don't know, fucking eight years ago with a giant asshole 
that had uh, like blood poisoning or something. You're going to have to be more specific. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what? I told you about somebody with a giant asshole? Yeah, you tried several times to put this balloon of medicine in her asshole and she just forced it out. Okay, yeah, no, that was somebody with... um, with a hepatic encephalopathy, their liver was shutting down. And so they were, they had toxins in their body that they couldn't filter out. So it was making her absolutely crazy. And the treatment for that is to insert what's called a flexi seal, which is basically a, a catheter, but in your butt. And it's held. Wait, in place. I've seen that commercial, flex seal. <laughs> no, you haven't. <laughs> this is not a home device. <laughs> Yeah, do not do not try this at home, folks. But the treatment for for there are you know a treatment for hepatic encephalopathy is to get rid of the excess ammonia in the body, and you use that with a medicine called lactulose, which makes you shit severely, like more than just oh, after like you literally your shit becomes liquid, and so this flexi seal is put in because they are shitting so much. And so liquid that if you just let them just sit in it, it'll break their skin down. So it's basically a butt catheter and you hold it in place by um, you put it in there and then you insert a 45 cc balloon filled with saline to go inside so that it doesn't come out. Well, this lady was so I mean, she was just and it was not her fault. She was out of the box because she was, you know, her brain had, had toxins in it. She couldn't. She was literally pooping the balloon out over and over again, intact, which was the size of like a giant inflated donut. It was enormous. And it was, <laughs> we were in there for like an hour trying to keep this thing in this poor lady's butt. It was, uh, it was, yeah. I'm so it, glad I'm not a nurse. Oh, nursing is the grossest job on the planet. But honestly, so think back to like, you know, 3000 years ago, if there were to be some human with this condition and them having no scientific knowledge about it, they would think this person either was possessed by a demon. Absolutely. Absolutely. Things like schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, depression, all of these things are not new, but our understanding of them is new. So I can absolutely see why if you've ever seen somebody in the throes of full-blown paranoid schizophrenia, it it is not out of the realm of, I mean, you can absolutely think, okay, this person is demon possessed. Like it's, I completely understand them fishing for an explanation within their own understanding at that time to explain what could possibly be going on. You know, we still don't understand brain chemistry fully. Well, I mean, a hundred years ago, they invented cornflakes to stop you from masturbating. Whoa, what? They did. Yeah, cornflakes, graham crackers, and something else were all invented as anti-masturbation tools. I love graham crackers. Facts, I know. And it's... I'm ooh, sure no, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> Never mind. Shh. I'm, I'm sorry. Y'all were talking about old hospitals and all that. Like, you know, what do they do in the, those places? And I mean, we've we've obviously had a long list of insanely haunted hospitals. I mean, you got places like Waverly Hills out in Kentucky. I mean, that's 1926. You got uh, the Danvers State out the up in Massachusetts. That dates back all the way to 1893. Rolling Hills in Bethany, New York, 1827. Uh, Northville State Hospital, 1952. I mean, these places did treatments on people that, I mean, that balloon sounds weird and we're in 2022, <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, 
y'all talked, y'all said fishing with a with a balloon. I mean, hell, back then we were fishing with damn ice picks. That's I true. Mean, ice pick lobotomies. Ice pick was lobotomies. A, oof, that'll call Ooh, them down. And Jonathan, what about that? Um, what about that hospital on Staten Island? That haunted hospital that the they did a, a documentary called Cropsy about it. You know what I'm talking about? Have y'all seen this? Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, it was an old mental health facility. And it's supposedly like crazy haunted, like, um, and then for a while, I believe there was an, there was an actual like kidnapping serial killer that was a former patient that lived on the island way after it shut down. And it's, it's it's called Cropsy. And, um, they did a documentary. That was the name of the hospital? No, 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 no. The documentary is called Cropsy. That was what they called this person that they, that they, he was like this legend like this, uh, this urban legend, and turned out to be like an actual. There really was somebody doing this. I'm thinking you're talking about uh, Seaview Hospital, uh, which is an old abandoned hospital that was on Staten Island. That might be it. I'm gonna do a quick Google search. <laughs> so, being a medical professional, um, if say the condition we mentioned earlier with that woman were to happen. And someone thought it was a demon and they exercised by giving her a, a, uh, <laughs> a holy water enema. Would that have had the same effect as the saline and, and emptied out the toxins? Well, it's not the saline that does the work. The saline is just to inflate the balloon. It's the drug lactulose that actually uh, pulls the ammonia out of the system. And what's happening there is that the liver um, is not able to help you metabolize this ammonia. And ammonia is toxic to the brain. So when you have all this ammonia free floating in your system, you become um, not yourself. I mean, there's there's literally you are not there. And I this was my first real experience with this was that, that that story I was telling you about. That was my first real experience with hepatic encephalopathy because I think I came back two days later, and um, one of the other nurses was like, "Hey, you remember your patient?" from the other day. And I was like, well, yeah, I mean, obviously. And they were like, go peek in on her. And this woman who was literally writhing on the bed, like it looked like something, I'm not even kidding. It looked like something from the exorcist. She was writhing and hissing and spitting and had to be physically restrained. Like it was, it was a lot. This woman is literally sitting in her bed, reading a newspaper with her bedside table across her bed. And she had like a notebook and her Bible and her pen and I walked in and I said, hi. And she just kind of looked at me like, hello. And um, I said, you don't remember me, do you? And she's like, no, I'm so sorry. Like, I mean, just normal night and day difference. Like it was, it was crazy. It's, it was so jarring to me that this person was one way two days before and a completely different human being two days later. Um, so it was successful? Oh, yes, absolutely. The exorcism? The exorcism yes. was successful, <laughs> except instead of using holy water, we used holy saline, holy, holy butt lactulose, <laughs> sealing in butt juice, sealing, in, sealing it in. The, uh, I mean, it, it, that's crazy to think that she didn't even recognize you. But the, I mean, any kind of, I feel like mental breakdowns and just anything to do with the mind is such a, a crazy thing because once somebody's in that state, mm-hmm. there, there's no way. There's, there's very few ways, I should say to help. Like, you you know, back in the day, they used to strap them to beds, strap them to walls, put them in padded rooms. Like, mm-hmm. But you don't know how to help. They can't tell you what's wrong. Right. They don't even know what's wrong. So it's just, 
if I was going to get sick in any way, I would never want something to happen to my mind. Yeah. And that's one thing that scares me, like just getting older. Like, I mean, I feel forgetful now. So like <laughs> I, the idea of uh, Alzheimer's and things like that, that absolutely terrifies <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, same. Just going back around to the front of that conversation, when we said, when we talked about um, the full moon affecting people, I, was, I did my quick Google <laughs> and one of the first things I noticed is it said, uh, I, I looked up animals and because I was curious about, you know, they say animals act differently, but with just a quick look, it, it is obvious that they, it, they're affected mm -hmm. in y'all probably saw it a lot in New Mexico. It says blue scorpions are more prominent, <laughs> um, on full moons, they'll come out and they're easier to see, but they're, they come out more. Uh, during those times. And then, I mean, it went on and on about sharks swimming deeper in the ocean. Uh, lions are more likely to kill humans. Think about when there's a storm. Think about a storm coming, not even a storm there. Think about your animals in your house, your house pets, who are, you know, hundreds of years removed from being outdoor beasts. They still pick up on changes in weather. Yeah, they're watching you know, the Weather Channel. They are, they are. They're, they're big fans of Jim Cantori, that angel of death bastard. <laughs> and no, they um, they pick up on those things. So uh, I think animals, if, if animals have a sense of it, I'm sure on some level as humans, we have to have a sense of the changes around us, even if we're not cognizant of it at the time, even if it's on just some deeper level. But um, talking about blue scorpions, in New Mexico, I wouldn't have seen those because we didn't go outside because we were warned not to go outside at night. Yeah, I didn't see a one goddamn scorpion in six months of living in New Mexico. Thank God. Seriously? <laughs> Seriously. And I'm over here in Georgia getting bit by them? Serious? Oh, sir. I got Look. stung by a pine scorpion and I had never seen a scorpion in real life that stung me. <laughs> like, obviously, I've seen them behind glass at a zoo. But when my ass got stung by, like, this thing was probably like an inch and a half to two inches long. Shit, did they get that small? Yeah. When I realized what was on me and what stung me, I freaked the hell out. Like, I, I didn't know if I was going to die. <laughs> I was like, do I need to go to ER? Or like, what, what the hell's going on? Like, you know. Was it crazy painful? Like a yellow jacket. Mm. I mean, like. Yeah, because we, we grew up, we didn't have scorpions at all in Louisiana. Not that I know of. No. We just had like wasps yeah. and spiders and shit like that snakes yeah look up a pine scorpion they're pretty small but they they feel like a, a yellow jacket and i mean in my head you know oh you get they talk about oh you don't want to get bit by a young, a young snake or a baby snake because they because they don't have venom, uh, venom control yeah yeah so like in my head i'm like oh this thing just probably poisoned the shit out of me <laughs> <laughs> oh no <laughs> that i feel like oh ooh, look no. at this thing no are you looking nope. at the one i'm looking nope. at Nope. I don't know. I just did a quick Google search, like Oof. Jonathan said. Striped bark scorpion, Arizona bark scorpion. They got one. Ew. This thing got a whole bunch of baby scorpions on its back. Oh, nope. Uh -uh. When I was I was doing a job out in West Texas for a few months one summer, and every night you always see a bunch of scorpions out in the parking lot walking around. Ugh. I think they're awesome. I think they're fucking beautiful animals. Oh, yeah. I wanted to see one. I just don't want to get stung by one. That's the big feeling in New Mexico, um, or at least in Gallup, about the uh, hordes of tarantulas that show up after the end of summer. Um, 
People make jewelry. They make like little keychains that look like tarantulas. And they're so excited because it's tarantula mating season coming. Uh, no, I was out. Yeah, that would probably be about right now or like last month or something, right? Gross. So we stayed for the summer. And so we, we were there September. Um, so did some travel nursing um, a few years ago. And um, I was very fortunate to get to work for Indian Health Services twice. The first time was uh, both times were in New Mexico. Uh, I got to work on the Mescalero Indian Reservation near Ruidoso, New Mexico. That's near White Sands. If anybody's ever seen uh, Independence Day, that's the big white desert where mm-hmm. he's dragging the alien. And uh, that place is amazing. That should be a whole. That should be a whole thing that y'all talk about. One episode is White Sands and yeah, nuclear testing and all that stuff. But it's oh, it's unbelievable. One of the one of the few green places in New Mexico. We were on a mountain, and oh god, it was beautiful. And the other place that was the um, that was the Apache uh, Indian Reservation. But then uh, a few years later, I got to go back um, to Gallup, New Mexico, which is deserty, a little more what you picture when you think of New Mexico. And that was for the Navajo Indian tribe at, at their Navajo hospital. So both times my patient population was exclusively Native American. And um, and before any stories, I, I have to preface this by just saying wonderful, beautiful people, the Native American population, um, both the Apache and the Navajo, so welcoming, um, cultural, uh, just phenomenal cultural um so much more in touch with the world around oh them. my god and there the thing that was most moving to me is how much they honor their elderly we do not do that uh, the way that we should um we don't honor our our old people and uh we don't honor them for their wisdom they they seem to be more in the way and something to deal with um an inconvenience and in the Native American culture, that is just not true. They are revered and you stop what you are doing to take care of, of your elderly population. In, um, in Gallup, we would even refer to like the old men, um, we would refer to them as Che, which is grandpa. And they said that was fine, even if you weren't Native American, like it's a, it's a term of endearment and it's a term of respect. You know, you acknowledge, you know, their time on this planet so beautiful, beautiful culture. I was so lucky to to get to participate and, and be part of that for the for the times that I got to go out there and work. But they they definitely have um, I would say primarily Christian belief systems, but there's a lot of old tradition that is still very, very much active, particularly in the Navajo culture, uh, at least where I was. Um, a lot of people who don't speak English, who only speak their native language, only speak um, amongst each other in that language, and it's it's a dying language, just kind of like Cajun French is a dying language over here. So, and you guys tell me if I'm if I'm overly verbal or talking too much. Like, don't be afraid to cut me off because I'll I'll get on a tangent and just go in um, in Ruidoso on the Mescalero Reservation. That's um, that's the Apache. We, it was a little clinic. It was like a clinic slash hospital. And it was basically right in the middle of the res. And everybody would come there for anything. It was everything from well baby visits, getting your first shots, to I have a cold, to I fell down the hill while I was looking for um, elk sheds. 
and I broke my leg in three pieces and I hobbled over here to, I feel like I'm having a heart attack or a stroke. And it was literally anything could walk through the door. And I remember one day there were two snakes out front. And when I tell you people would drive into the parking lot, get out, see these snakes and get the hell back in their car and book it. Even emergencies? They, even emergencies, they did not care. They were terrified, terrified of snakes. Snakes in in the Apache and in the Navajo culture are uh, bad omens, extremely bad omens. So to encounter a snake, to touch a snake, to watch a snake eat, to watch a snake shed its skin. Um, very, very bad omen. Um, owls as well. Owls, um, images of owls. I know when I was in Gallup with the Navajo, I was told that the image of an owl was not uh, was not something to have. It's it's a very bad omen. They're bringers of bad news and bringers of bad omens. Um, sometimes like they consider them like harbingers of death. So like you wouldn't see someone wearing a shirt with an owl on it? No. Or like, you know, uh, when I was over there, owls were kind of the cute animal. You know how unicorns are the cute animal or llamas are the cute animal. Owls were like a thing. And um, it was like, absolutely not. No, they don't. It's just, even though most of them, and especially the age group that I worked with, the nurses that were along my same age, even though they are part of this more modern culture and, you know, mostly have Christian held beliefs from what I could see, there is still that deep running tradition and that superstition that comes with, okay, these are the things that you don't talk about. These are the things that you don't touch. Um, And uh, I remember when I mentioned uh, Skinwalker, there was a palpable reaction because I think it was me and maybe two other non-native personnel there. Everyone else was either Navajo or Zuni or um, native, you know, that, that worked there. And I just kind of, I don't even remember how the subject got started, but I just mentioned, yeah, Skinwalker. And when I, when I tell you instant the, silent. Room, the, the room went silent, instant silence, instant tension. And the nurse I was talking to just looked me dead in my eyes and started shaking her head really fast. Like, no, no. And I was like, oh. So was it like, is, is it because they just don't want to talk about it? Because like, I mean, like- I just, you don't talk about it. That's the reason why we weren't supposed to go outside. Um that's why they said you be quiet at night. You don't make a lot of noise at night. And if you remember, it was ne- there was never that's true noise at night. It was dead quiet because they believe that you can draw these things to you. And I mean, y'all know about skinwalkers, right? I mean, this is this is what y'all do. This is y'all podcast. You know, Jeremy maybe less so. Jeremy, Jonathan, did they fall? Did they fall asleep? No, 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 no. We're here. I, I, I was- <laughs> talking too much i'm sorry i was intrigued and i was you know me i'm always googling something and i was yeah i was just thinking so like i know skinwalker is a term that comes it you primarily see it pop up in navajo but yes and um they believe it fully um they all just stared at me and i talked with one of the other travelers a little later and I was just like ooh you know that was intense and 
basically he was the one that was like, yeah, this is why they tell you to be quiet at night. This is why you don't see anybody walking the streets and you don't. And in that town, there's a lot of, um, it's a heavy place. It's a beautiful place and beautiful people, but there's a heaviness there because there's a lot of, um, a lot of intertribal violence, a lot of young death, um, a lot of drinking and young death as a result of addiction to alcohol. It hits that community really, really hard. And you would think with the, the amount of that going on that, you know, the streets at night would just be because they're, they're just, you know, even in our little area that we were in, which is a very tiny little area, the little town, little part of town we were in, you would see people who were liquored up walking around all just stumbling around. But during the day at night, there's nobody out there. And it's from what they explained to me, it's in large part because of fear of things that roam at night, specifically skinwalkers. One of them told me that they actually saw one crawling up the side of a building one night on a full moon. Really? Yeah. At the hospital that I worked at and that the floor that they saw that, it crawled up to, there was a death on that floor. Oh my God. So yeah, um, they said it was head to toe white, which if you look at the lore, it's basically like somebody who, it's never done with good intentions. It's always done to harm someone. And it's a person who uses this dark magic to transform into an animal. And it can be a coyote, it can be a wolf, it can be... Uh, it's anything that they have the skin of and they paint themselves head to toe in white, even their hair. And, and they take on the physical attributes and characteristics of this animal. And it's always, it's always um, intended to hurt, harm, kill. It's never, ever something like, you know, it would be really cool to be a wolf today. You know, like it's, it's always with the intention of the way you become a skinwalker is by uh, killing then eating someone close to you. Oh, is it? Yeah. That's what I'm reading right now. I'm, I was refreshing. Was that a quick Google search that told you? No, that? <laughs> I, I, I did remember that, but I was just confirming that that was the case. Right. Well, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking too, like, so yeah, there's skinwalkers, that's Navajo. And then, you know, there's other names for them. You got the Wendigo. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's in other parts of the, the country. And then, I'm just sitting here wondering, like, are some of these other cryptids that don't 100% fit the bill for a skinwalker type creature? Are we okay? Let me backtrack a little. So, you know how in certain parts of the world, Bigfoots are called different things. You got yeah. Bigfoot, you got Yeti, you got Sasquatch, Bob and you got Snowman. <laughs> yeah, Ape Man, you got all these different names. So growing up in Louisiana, like we all did, I'm wondering... <gasps> Rougarou. The Rougarou. Oh, I never even thought about was that. Was that, or could that have been some sort of form oh. of a skinwalker? Interesting. Because there there are multiple Yeah, because think ways. about and that like, ugly like motherfucking thing at, uh, at the zoo. You know what I'm <gasps> talking about? Oh my God, that's exactly what I was thinking about. God, oh my I, God, y'all need to post that. If I had to picture a, uh, a skinwalker, that's... Probably close. You need to find a picture of that and put that on the show notes um, for the probably podcast. Have a picture that somewhere. horrible. It's been there for umpteen years. I'm it's, sure. It's at the the zoo in New Orleans. If you've been there, yes, at the Audubon Zoo. 
There is, of course, the South Louisiana area with the swamp and the cypress knees and the alligators and the black bears. And there is this enormous, probably, what is it? Probably like eight or nine feet tall. It's huge. I don't think it's that big. Um, Maybe I'm just thinking of being a scared child and being like, what the hell is that? Closer to six (laughs) foot or something like that. Really? Yeah, six, six, maybe. Am I just that short? Oh, geez. (laughs) (sighs) I'm that close to the ground. It's like nine feet. No, uh, and it's hairy and it's got big red eyes and claws and like horns. Doesn't it have yeah, horns? Like lights Ugh. in the eyes. Yes. Ugh. It just, yeah, gross. But um, yeah, that was, that was, now I've never seen anything. Oh, it's like, yellow eyes, but it's got red light around it. It's yeah. yellow. Okay. Okay. You uh-huh. found a picture? Yuck. Ugh. So gross. Nightmare fuel. But I never saw anything crazy in my time um, on the res either reservation. Um, I do there, know that there's a lot of um, feelings around death and um, being allowed to um, free their spirit, so to speak, opening windows when somebody passes, um, that kind of stuff. But as far as like hauntings or anything like that, or seeing anything crazy, I didn't. It's all this, it's all just this um, lore and traditional belief that kind of mixes into this interesting, this very interesting culture, you know? Um, but there was definitely a heaviness there. Oh man. Yeah. Like a, I don't know if y'all have ever experienced like, like anything an like this because yes, like a spiritual Heaviness. And I'm not one to and talk about never, walking into a haunted house and being like, oh, I f- there's such a bad feeling in here. I, I don't really feel that way ever. Have you guys, Jeremy, Jonathan, have y'all ever been to a place where you just go there and you're like, something is not right about this place? Has that ever happened to y'all realistically? No. no? Okay. But Jeremy, to be fair, you you've given rides to drug dealers yeah (laughs) (laughs) where's your internal alert system (laughs) i I have felt just general oppressive feelings on me and my soul but that's a later episode Mm. oh okay well think about that but when i tell you and i swear this is no exaggeration and i can be you know i I tend toward the dramatic i'm sure i'm sure that's kind of evident but when I tell you, literally, as we drove into Gallup, as we drove into it, something felt weird. It was just, there was, like, like, like Petey said, like, it's, it's like an oppressive, like, it was like a spiritual heaviness that I have never experienced before or since, um, that and I don't know if it's due to the fact that we're uh, Anglo, which is what they call white people there. You know, like I, I don't know that it was that because I mean, we when we were in Ruidoso and in Mescalero, it's just I mean, it's on the res. You know, I was on the res, just you know, yeah, because we didn't feel like that in Mescalero at all. No, not at all, not at all. And it wasn't the desert. I love the Think desert. About the uh, the first thing that we did. When we got to Gallup, remember we went to that, uh, what's it called? Red Rocks Park. That girl that yeah. was out there. That wasn't the same time. No, that was in Gallup. No, no, no. But that wasn't that same day. That was later. No, that was like 
when we first got there. Not like the first day, not the first so. day, but the first time we went like oh, right okay. around. When we first went out, yeah. It was one of, our fr- yeah. one of our first experiences in the town. Yeah, um, this girl was by herself and she had a flat tire and we pulled over to help her and we noticed that she was like hiding her face. Like she she kind of had her arms, if you could picture like having your arms crossed across your chest, but if you were going to put your hand on your cheek with one arm, like one arm stayed crossed and she kind of had her hand up by her eye and eventually we noticed her eyebrow was split just open, like open. Um, so obviously she'd gotten in a fight or something. It looked like maybe it was like a domestic thing, but, um, yeah, that's what that's about. Um, but yeah, there's just, again, beautiful people, crazy cool town, murals everywhere. Food is amazing. Um, the food is, oh man, don't even get me started on that. But, I think um, I gained 20 pounds there. murals, murals painted everywhere. There's a train that goes through. Um, they have this big, huge native flea market that they do every Saturday mm. where you can go and Navajo eat tacos. Um, Navajo tacos. And they have, um, oh God, what else? Oh, the town square during the summer, every single night for free, you can go out and watch native dancing. In front of the courthouse. And it's in front of the courthouse. And you literally just go there and sit and they have like a snowball, like they it's the coolest oh, that's just place. Any snowball. So, oh, a pickle, a pickle, a pick a, pickle, red Kool-Aid snowball, a Piccadilly is what they call it. Um, it, it was just so all that to say, this is not a place that it's like you walk in and it's like, you know, the native American version of Dracula, like, Oh, you know, like it's not a creepy place if you just looking at it, but there's definitely, yeah, a, I think it's something you, there's definitely like, a, you gotta be there a little while. Strange. Very strange. What the strangest place I've ever been, and and it immediately the heaviness that I felt it, it had an effect on me. It had an effect on my on my mental health. Um, I when I left there, as soon as we left, it was like a weight was off of me. I don't know. I've never experienced that ever, ever. And it wasn't the people. Like the people were wonderful, and I felt very lucky and very um, very honored to be welcomed there. They, I was never treated like an outsider. If anything, it was nothing but gratitude and kindness and openness. And yeah, the people were amazing. Please come and share, please come and share our culture. Please come and see this, you know? And so it wasn't like I got there as an Anglo-Saxon and they were like, you know, you know, it, it wasn't anything like that. It was just something about that area. And if you look, if you, Peter's actually found on Reddit, um, there's a whole thread about Gallup. We are not the only people who have felt this way. Like there is something about this place that that has a weight to it um, that just weighs on you spiritually. Um, so I don't know, odd, it, odd. It, did other people and, see the uh, the haunted broken down car with the ghost girl with the broken eye? The cut eyebrow girl, you were just describing. Clearly, oh, she's a ghost. Yeah, no, no, this was during the day. Oh. This was during the day. Just a bunch of the prairie dogs or whatever popping up everywhere. Those things are freaking everywhere over there. Pulling back just a little, just out of curiosity. Like I know the Native American culture brings a lot of spiritual mm-hmm. energy and things like that to the area. Um, and Peter touched on how skinwalkers are normally, what, how the, the, the lore happened and how you become a skinwalker. For a Wendigo, 
they say the Wendigo was basically a lost hunter that had to that was on the verge of starving to death and ended up eating another human. Hmm. So it's another situation of cannibalism. Oh, that damn cannibalism. <laughs> the cannibalism is what makes these creatures is basically what they're getting at. But going back, um, getting off of that topic and just talking about Gallup, how y'all said you could feel a, a certain energy there. Um, in the American Southwest and across the West in general is when you start getting into these hot spots where they talk about ley lines mm-hmm. and portals and and uh, I can't think of all the words I'm thinking of at the moment, but was Gallup at any kind of intersection for ley lines or was there any type of vortexes? That's what I was thinking. Vortex. Did they have any kind of the, the energy vortexes near Gallup? I didn't Google that yet, but I didn't know if maybe you guys might have No, known. I didn't even no, think about sure. that. It's entirely possible. It's possible. I mean, there's just, uh, it's it's hard to even, and I hope I hope what I'm explaining is at least sort of coming across. I don't know how to explain it accurately because I have, like I said, I've never before or since have I felt anything that I can even relate to it. It's just, it was just like such a singular weird experience. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's just str- strange. I'm going to read off a couple names. Tell me if y'all, if any of these were near Gallup. So, and I'm going to mispronounce them. So everybody <laughs> get, cut me some slack. It's uh, Chaco Canyon. Yeah, we went there. Yeah, we did. Um, I got really sick at Chaco Canyon. <laughs> is it, is it Dulce? D-U-L-C-E? Um, I'm not sure where that I is. Know. I know of it though. Um, what about El San, Santorio de Chimeo? Chamayo, um, Four Corners, Roswell, yeah. and Tejos all pop up as energy vortexes uh, in New Mexico. Okay, well, Chaco Canyon's not yeah, far. Yeah, Chaco Canyon was like an hour away. That was actually a really cool place. If you ever end up out there, definitely oh, go on. The- it was, but I got so sick. And that's just what can- it affected my physical health, too, now that I'm thinking about it. I- I'd forgotten that. But I would get so, remember how sick I would yeah. get, baby? I would get nauseous all the time. And really bad uh, anxiety out there, uh, too. Horrible anxiety and nausea. Just, and I mean, I'm not, I'm not woo woo. You know, I'm not like one of those that, like, oh, I feel the aura. I don't know how I feel about that. And, I, and that's not to be dismissive of people who. Are you not one of our 11th dimension followers? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I don't know what that means. But I, 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 I don't know how I feel about all of that. And I don't mean to be dismissive. Um, I don't want to insult anyone. I'm just not that way. I'm not somebody that's like, oh, I can, you know, I have sensitivity to, you know, spiritual activity. But maybe there was something going on like that. Something in that area affected me. Like nothing has ever affected me in my life. It was, and I know I keep saying that. I'm sorry I keep harping on that, but it's just never before or since. Like just such, so weird. So, so strange. Not looking forward to ever having anything to compare it to. I don't ever want to feel like that again. It was something I had no control over. It was, and it, it just seemed to be entirely centered on that area because we left. We left and went to Las Vegas. Yeah. And 
I had been feeling terrible. And I thought, oh my God, I'm going to ruin our time in Vegas because I guess I'm sick or something. In Vegas, I had the best time. That was just we, the booze. <laughs> we didn't even drink. But, but we didn't though. We we're really not drinkers. Like I mean, you know. Nah, yeah, I know you guys. Y'all. We're really not gamblers. We really just yeah, kind of looked around and oh my god, That's the what Paris. We were there for. They upgraded us to this cool suite because it was our first time ever being there. It's my first experience with a bidet. Oh my god, it was amazing. And never looked but, back. Never looked back. Uh, <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna throw something out there. The I was trying to pull up different things that could be affected in Gallup and okay. just New Mexico. So the magnetic anomaly chart for, I guess, just the magnetic fields in general around Gallup, it, it lays at a, a strange intersection because... Of course it does. The <laughs> So it just to the north of Gallup, you have a very like negative energy anomaly, but just to the south of Gallup and, and through Gallup and then to the south of Gallup, it, it kind of just raises. If you look at the Facebook photo I shared, um, it just kind of, it's a strange little magnetic field there, I guess you could say. Um, I'm trying to pull up the ley lines themselves to see. Yeah, I was trying to find that too. I can't really, I'm not really sure what I'm looking for. I didn't mean to cut you off. The, uh, Vegas does have a different kind of feeling, and but I, I under I recognize and I understand the feelings you're talking about, and it, it's I guess the best way for me to describe it is like I felt so there's I feel like there's very negative places you can go into where you do get that kind of something might not be right here, like your body's trying to tell you, hey, maybe I shouldn't be here, mm-hmm. and and then you have these areas where you're, you kind of feel like something just could be watching you. Like it just, it feels like you have a presence looking at you, whether Mm. it's seen or unseen. Where have you experienced that before? So I was trying to think of that in, in general, like I've, I feel like I've experienced some of that in Arizona, which is another, you know, deserty kind of. And depending on, depending on where you're talking about Gallup is almost on the border. True. True. Like I, I was thinking, so there's parts of Sedona when I was in Sedona. In Sedona, Sedona is known for vortexes and things like that. And in Sedona, you can, I don't know, it, when you get there, you can kind of, you feel more uplifted, even though, you, I mean, nothing's changed. You've been driving for hours. You left Phoenix or you left the canyon. You left, you know, you end up in Sedona. But you, you feel a little bit of a positive energy there. But then mm-hmm. I felt like there's places you can go in Sedona or near Sedona where it, it the energy feels off. Like yeah. not having a great way to put it. It just, you feel like the uplifting mood you were in has now been drawn back. And mm-hmm. now you, you just kind of feel like something's around you. Like for a lack of a better way to say it. Um, I kind of think that's that's the, the problem with I think ghost hunting and everything that in general. It's like it's only these things that you, like, you just kind of feel in the back of your mind, but there's really no way to quantify it or measure it, or you know. And, but is it that, or is it group hysteria? Because I remember, I mean, talking about ghost hunting, I remember when we were in Gettysburg oh, yeah. because we got to that was another travel thing that we did. We um, 
We went to North Carolina and Pennsylvania and Virginia and New York. We had all these places we got to go and visit and be in while we were traveling um, on the other side of the country. And, you know, Gettysburg, I mean, everybody knows Gettysburg. It is, you know, full of history. It's, you know, a lot of, lot of uh, historical sites and lots and lots of ghost tours. And so we went on a Gettysburg ghost tour to this old house that's supposed to be super, super full of activity. And we were with a pretty large group, baby. What would you say? Maybe 10, 12? I would say probably 15, 15 including people. the, uh, the 15 tour people. And it felt large because it was a small house. Um, and I remember we were all in the attic. And babe, feel free because your memory is so much better than mine <laughs> for these kind of things. But we were in the attic and there was a corner of the attic and there was cold spots and everybody was freaking out over these cold spots. And um, then somebody got scratched just out of yeah, nowhere. There was a girl. She did have a scratch. It was a girl. She did have a scratch on her. It was on her back, right? Or was it on her leg? Uh, I think doesn't matter. Yeah, I think it was doesn't her matter. leg. <laughs> she got scratched and it was visible. And everybody started kind of experiencing like, oh my God, I felt this. Oh my God. And I felt myself being swept up in it. And then all of a sudden I had just like this moment of clarity where I almost kind of stepped outside myself. And then I physically stepped back away and kind of looked at what I was looking at. And I was like, oh my God, this is group hysteria in action. Mm -hmm. And it was just so evident to me that everyone was feeding off of everyone else. And as soon as I stepped away, the the cold spots I thought I had been feeling and the the it was just gone and I just realized I was just I was just getting looped into this this group this hive mind <laughs> that was happening with this quote unquote haunting so uh, has that ever happened to you guys have y'all ever gotten swept up in something and then just been like wait a minute or or do you really have anything where something has have you have you felt that something has actually made physical contact with you? I feel like everybody's been in that moment um, where something happens and you know the group hysteria does kick in, like because like you said, that's a very easy situation to get into. So the best thing you can do if you ever if anybody ever does see something and there's other people around, nobody needs to really discuss what they saw. I mean, it's best if maybe you write it down and then everybody can read it after. That way it's yeah. more objective. Yes. That's smart. There, there's, it's better to record what you saw personally and then then come together as a group to say, okay, did we see the same thing? Right. Or did we not see the same thing? Because there's, there's definitely situations like if you're on a ghost hunt or if you're, if you're in any kind of energy situation where people's energies can feed off of each other like that, yeah, I can see where group hysteria and things like that can run rampant and mm -hmm. turn into a bad thing and a bad situation very quickly. Because people were starting to freak out. Like yeah, one guy had his baby. glasses were... knocked on the ground and he thought a ghost did it. And it's like, well, all these people are up here freaking out in a small space. Yeah. It's like 10 you people You literally failing. have 15. <laughs> yes, you exactly. You have 10 people in a space of about five by 10 feet, you know, all trying to huddle and look at this girl scratch on her body and, you know, like, and I was just like, wait a minute, we are all just, 
it this is out of hand. <laughs> like we need to get it together. We are freaking but out see, right then, now. On the other hand, remember the other house we were on uh, on that tour. You know, I'm talking about the yeah the murder house, and we actually mm-hmm. used like ghost hunting equipment. And I mean, I don't know. I I felt like we were talking to something. I don't know. You 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 believed it at the time, and then thought better of it later. But hold on, did anybody else just hear that? Bad. Please tell me that was okay. I didn't know what that was because that was about to be a group hysteria <laughs> moment. Because I was like, was that our cat? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't know if it was a cat or if it, maybe it was Levi what, or what, somebody in the background. Wasn't from my house. It wasn't from my room. Oh. What? Yeah. Um. Paco just walked by and scared the crap out of oh, Harry. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's probably what you heard. No, but it's it's funny. hysteria is a crazy thing, and I guess that's almost like a biological defense mechanism, you know, just to mm-hmm. get on edge whenever other people mm-hmm. around you're on edge. I don't know. Yeah, it's instinctive. Yeah, it's like herd mentality. Yeah, that makes sense to me. I mean, just think about something as simple as I guess, Brandy, you may not experience this, but you know, some of the guys here, like if like. I don't know, you get some ants or insects on you. And even though you get them all off, like still you'll feel like your leg hairs. Every time a leg hair run rubs the fabric of your pants or something, like, oh shit, is that another bug mm-hmm. on me or something? Oh, I oh, have yeah. that problem. Okay, well. I'm like a grasshopper. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I don't shave. I, su- I like support ever. you and your furry legs. But it's, it's funny you say the <laughs> ants you. thing right now because in that, that house I was talking about, um, was it a basement, Brandy, that I went sit in a, a chair? Was that in Gettysburg? Yeah. yeah. And supposedly um, there's a chair and there's a ghost that doesn't like when men sit in the chair or something. So they, they'll mess with you. And I volunteered. I was like, screw it. Let's see. And no shit. I, I would have swore there were ants crawling up my leg at one point. But there mm-hmm. were no ants. I don't I don't know. It's probably the wind or something. Oh, yeah. I think that's where I'm at. I feel like I'm I'm closer on Jeremy's wavelength as far as like there's yeah there's got to be a logical explanation for it. Um, I think I'm more excitable like in the moment, but then I I step back and I go all right let's let's well, think about fun. this let's really let's take the emotion out of it and let's really dissect what's going on here. Could this be this? Could this be that? Is it? Is it likely that it's a ghost? Eh, probably not. You know, what is it? Occam's razor. The simplest mm-hmm. explanation is usually the most correct. Am I saying that I believe right? So. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. Like, I, mm, so, but I mean, I'm, I'm not going to deny that there is something to feeling. I, I never would have said this before, but feeling like a place has a weight to it. Feeling like a place has um, a bad spirit almost about it, you know? And maybe there's more to it. Maybe we're just not sensitive to it. Maybe. And maybe. It, it could also be a, a, and I hate to dive into this wormhole, but I mean, what if it's just a D, a D. Demon? Deity? No. De-evolutionized? That's not what I'm thinking of. Basically, a trait that we had once as humans that we don't longer, we no longer need, like our like tails. The, the idea of hive. <laughs> it's like the tail. It's like a tail, but human emotion. Wait, you, y'all don't well, have like, tails, like how I, J- Jeremy, Jeremy, not not the kind that you can pop in. That's a Ooh. fox tail. <laughs> uh, not that yeah, mine is no. a, a silver base. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh no! The, uh, but no, like the just the concept of. 
because we talked about this last week too. And uh, uh, yep, there's the kitty. Yeah. Um, the he's been quiet long enough. He said. I can't think of what I'm. We talked about it last week. Uh, a topa. Uh, I mean that that's kind of the whole idea of a hive mind or a, you know people overthinking stuff. I can't think of the words we were and, and does that circle back around to like the moon affecting people like that that yeah. same that same base instinct that same you know that same uh what word am I looking for I don't know um just picking up on something that you can't quite place. Same with the magnet, uh, the magnetism and the ley lines. And do we have an innate sense of those things that we're just not fully aware of in this day and age, but that's still there and still kind of on on some level trying to warn us about, you know, things that could potentially be harmful. You know, like this lizard brain. Well, it's like uh, how animals can find their way home, you know, by instinct. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I think a lot of that has just kind of been bred out of us as we have no more need for stuff well, like sure. that. Well, sure. Yeah. You don't need to run from the lion. You don't need to Wait, watch out for really? the... Uh, I don't need to run? <laughs> <laughs> Unless you are in the New Mexico Zoo and you are wearing a gigantic straw hat and there's a mountain lion that looks like oh it wants God, to Oh my God, that you, was scary. Which is exactly what happened to Petey when we were out there traveling. He bought this, y'all, <laughs> comically huge hat like not even, not even like, oh, that's a big hat. It was a big fucking yeah, wider hat. than my shoulders. Like it, was, <laughs> it, was, it was so big, and he wore this damn thing everywhere because he's like, it blocks out the sun. And um, well, it was really hot, and it was really bright. It was so and they hot. Had, they they were selling these in the gift shop, so I was like, why not? He plunked down this. I mean, huge. I can't even. I, I can't even compare it to anything else. It was just like a freak show of a hat, but he wore it to this outdoor zoo and there were these mountain lions. And one of them was like staring into Petey's soul. <laughs> like he was, he was like you in the hat. It's going down. Like was it was, hat? it was crazy. What was the name of that town? Oh gosh. That was when we were headed to Carlsbad. Yeah. That was when we were headed to Carlsbad and we stopped at this awesome zoo and man, it's called the Living Desert Zoo. Yes. Oh man, Jeremy, have you ever been out that way? Where? Just out west in the desert. Uh, I've been to like West Texas. There is something about the desert that is just—it is beautiful. I never would have thought that I would have liked the desert as much as I did. There is a beauty in the desert that is—I think that's how people must feel about South Louisiana because you know we grew up here, and so we're like, yeah, swamps. Cypress knees, bayous, whatever. But people love South Louisiana. They think it's beautiful and picturesque and all this. And I'm just like, okay, well, yeah, if you grow up in it, it smells like farts and there's mosquitoes everywhere. And, but I feel like that's how people must feel growing up in the desert. And I guess me coming from some, an area that's, you know, there's so much moisture and everything's always damp and humid. Then you go to this place that's so the opposite of that. Oh my God, the desert is just insanely beautiful. You can cut this out. I'm sorry. I'm just reminiscing about the desert. No, that's, that's what we do. No, I agree. We talk, the, the, this is our travel yeah, portion the, of the podcast. where we're, The travel the part, portion The other of the part where we don't talk about paranormal. We've actually talked a lot about paranormal that's this right. time. We're the best travel guys Yay. around. Yeah. Um, no, but no. So Brandy, I've, I've had this conversation with coworkers before to where this exact mm -hmm. topic about like people loving 
the swamps of Louisiana. I think they're the most miserable fucking places ever. <laughs> but like, yeah. So like, I tra- this summer I traveled over to um, Tennessee um, and went to you know Gatlinburg and all those places. And I was like, man, you know, you get driving to the mountains. I'm like, could anyone get bored of this view? Like, if you woke up at this view every day, like, would you eventually just? This- I'm willing to test that theory. <laughs> we take it for granted. No, no, we all take it for granted, and you know, we all do. Yeah. The name. I mean, name three places around your house that people would say, hey, I want to travel to this place, say Houston or say Louisiana or say, you know, here in Georgia. I, I want to travel to this place to see that. And we're like, we live here and I've never seen it, but it's up because I live here. <laughs> yes. Like we take for granted what's in our own backyard. We totally do. And I, yeah. I, I saw that when we were out West because when we came back, because immediately after finishing both of those assignments, we came back to Louisiana. That was um, the 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 one in Ruidoso, the one with the Apache. That was my very first travel assignment. And the one in Gallup was my very last that was not in state in, in Louisiana. So both times we came right back. And the difference, the green of South Louisiana. Oh yeah, we came back is, like uh, really, spring, I believe, right? At least yeah, the first time. It was... Yeah, and it was just shockingly green. Everything was so vibrant. And I'm like, has it always looked like this? So it, it really changes your perspective. If that's something you've never seen. Oh, I tell Hannah that all the yeah. time. We need to just get the hell out of here and get rid of all this green <laughs> shit. It, the world looks so much bigger. It does, but it, then it also kind of stripped down. But it also kind of gave me um, a new respect for the area that I'm from where I could see, okay, there is a lot of beauty here, especially for someone who didn't grow up Smelling bag ass and uh All right. so you said bag ass, now you have to explain what bag ass is. You know, sugar cane beans. I'm pretty burned. sure my coworkers in New Orleans don't even know that. Um fot rock. Okay, that doesn't help. <laughs> no, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> what is it sulfur? Is it sulfur deposits? Is that what it is? No, what is it? It's, it's, when they burn the sugar cane. Or is it foss? Yeah, it's the leftover sugar cane. Once no, I'm talking about fot rock. Fot rock is yeah. That, yeah. oh, I'm from there. I don't that's even know what that is. The hell you that's don't. The hell you don't. Y'all don't know what Fot Rock is? It's either, it's, I think it's sulfur. It's like sulfur deposits. It's like stinky rocks. It's stinky, it's stinky deposits of minerals that they collect and they make what looks like this big whitish yellow rock. And if you step on it, it smells so bad. How, how, all the time that y'all spent in the woods, how? Do you not know what Fot Rock is? Um, the woods of South Louisiana don't have sulfurous rocks that we step on. Yes, they do. Now we're, now yes, they do. Hanging out. This is this is my dad that showed me this. I definitely have seen them. It, I've, it's I've, probably I've more in the swamp. Them. Maybe y'all were y'all were more woods, yeah. less swamp. Yeah, I'm, I'm just. I mean, Peter's swamp or at wife. <laughs> Fot Rock. <There's> all- <laughs> There's all kinds of crazy shit down there. I remember going fishing with my uncle and we jumped out on the flotons because nobody's going to know what that is. There we go. Either. There's another one of them words. The, uh, <laughs> but you, you jump out there and it looks like solid land and you can walk across it like solid land. But then you hit that one spot that's all spongy and it's like you're walking on a... Yep. You ever walk on that land that's like it's not all the way land? It's, not it's like land. you're walking yeah. on top of jello. But it's it's strong enough land to keep you up. Oh yeah, I know 
water flow tires. Oh yeah, I've I've jumped out of a boat and like shit in one of those because that was all all I had. <laughs> I love that Petey has crapped on a floatar and that that's making it into the podcast. Look, look, we we fall shit guys, in some weird places. Okay. Look, South Louisiana is a weird. Don't ask place. what I wiped with. It sucked. Oh my god, and I, I hate that I actually know what that was. <laughs> I've come out don't of the many reeds. a time, which is one sock. Oh, oh, I didn't even have socks. See, that's what you should have done. What you should have done. Yeah, I used the reeds. <laughs> he used the reeds. He used the sharp that's, ass that's reeds. A terrible idea. Uh, yeah. It just breaks break through the flow tom. Just rub your ass in the water. That's better. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I would have dunked my entire butt in that water. <laughs> that's what I would have done. Oh, my God. The edges on those things. You ever been cut by okay. one of those things? Oh, God. Yeah. On your butt, on your butt crack. That oh my god, yikes! Yeah, definitely worse. <laughs> like zero out of ten recommend. Like, do not do that. Right. <laughs> Negative three like, out of ten. Just walk around with a dirty booty. Oh well. Dirty, dirty booty. <laughs> I, I love all the good that you guys are putting into the world with this podcast. Yeah. Telling people to walk around with their dirty booty and. Hey, just trying to do our part. Yeah. So good news. I found a few studies about the full oh. moon. And oh. apparently, there are more traffic accidents on full moon nights. Because people are looking at the moon. Could be. <sighs> um, Bro, no. One, studies, one study says specifically there's an increase in males age 40 and above before midnight. So, huh. there you go. There's something to it. There's something to it. I'm telling you, I, like I said, over and over, I'm not woo-woo. I'm not, you know, adult. But there is something that I have personally witnessed as someone who works in the medical profession that there there is something to the full moon. And I don't have an explanation for it, but you can tell a full moon night. And it's not a, a, a mindset like I've, I've definitely gone into work not realizing that it was going to be a full moon that night. It's not like a, you know what I'm saying? It's not like a preconceived notion. Like I'm driving to work and I look up and go, oh, it's a full moon night. So I make, you know, I make it, you know, fit that narrative by every little thing that goes wrong. Oh, it's because the full right. moon that that's, that's not what I'm talking about. I've, I've been having like, what in the actual F is going on on this night? And, oh shit, it's a full moon. Well, that <laughs> makes sense. You know, like it's, Oh, very that. Oh, we have nine psych patients tonight and every single one of them is wilding out. What you is going on? Do you think it's related on? to some oh. And it could be. It could be. Um, I don't know. I don't have an explanation for it. Um, Hold on. What is sundowning? Sundowning is something that happens um, usually to your older people that, um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be somebody with Alzheimer's or dementia that once the sun goes down, there is confusion. Mm. Um, there's uh, insomnia. There's weird behavior. And it tends to, it, it's most visible in people with dementia, but it doesn't necessarily have to be. Um, you see it a lot with people who are out of their normal uh, environment. So like an old person who lives by themselves or lives in their house and has always lived in their house. And then suddenly they have to stay a few nights in the hospital. They will wig out all night. They'll forget where they are. They'll, they'll act out. They say they want to go home. They'll keep trying to get up out of bed. 
they'll forget, you know, what they're doing there. And then in the morning, they go completely back to normal. It's like this, it's like this fugue state almost, you know, and not otherwise like they forget. just normal people. Otherwise just normal. Yeah. And um, it's, it's the older population. Like, and I've seen it happen as, as young as people in their mid fifties um, without a dementia diagnosis. Um, so yeah, sundowning, but it's, it's most well known with people with dementia and it's most often with people with some level of dementia or Alzheimer's and they just lose their shit. And it's crazy to think that it's all tied back to the brain yeah. or the body in some way. Yeah. The, the mind body connection. I was scrolling through a little bit of this and it said that there was a study that was conducted that found that emergency heart surgery called acute erothic, the, I, can, I don't even know how to pronounce this, but some kind of heart surgery that's performed on a full moon, the patients resulted in shorter hospital stays than the same surgery done on a non-full moon night. And the survival rate of the emergency surgery was better huh. on full moon nights. It says that you can your sleep can be affected on a full oh, moon night. Oh, sure. You, get, you, you end up sleeping... You know, it says right here, 20 minutes less overall, sometimes up to 30% less deep sleep cycles. But, but what about um, a full moon would do anything? It's literally just the position of the, is it uh, the, the moon and the sun. But it's shadow. not, but it's not because it affects the tides, doesn't it? Doesn't it affect the pull of the tides? Well, the placement of the moon does, oh, yeah, not necessarily where the is. shadow of the earth is. But is it the shadow of the earth? Is it is that what's affecting it or is it like... Is it like our internal, would that be a barometer? Like, um, I mean. Well, here's a thought, um, a little off track from that, but I get where you're going. Um, what if, you know, with the tides, it pulls water and moves water and that movement of water causes, you know, a change in electromagnetic fields or something. Oh, like energy flows, yeah. Sure. And you think about the content of water in the human body. We're mostly water. Yeah. So, I mean. It, I don't think it's an accident that, the earth is, is what, covered in 70% right. water? And our body is made up of 70% mm -hmm. water? The, uh, <laughs> another thing I saw right here that was weird was it says researchers in Kodo, Kaido, Japan, tracked that there were tracked a, a thousand different births in private hospitals and found that more babies were born on closer dates to full moons than non-full moon nights. That makes sense to me because in, in utero, you're in water. Hmm. Think about it. It's an aqueous environment. There's something to this, guys. The, the government now knows that we know too much and we're all on lists. <gasps> we are all on lists. We are all canceled. We are all going to get it. My Google searches have put me on lists <laughs> long ago. Shame. Shame. Don't fall asleep on a bench in Don't Las Vegas. do we got, it. We got fussed more than once. Really? Yeah. Me and Hannah fell asleep on a on a bench in uh uh which place were we in? Um Luxor. We were in Luxor, fell asleep on the bench waiting for a show, and they were like, You cannot oh sleep God. here. We went to the Luxor, didn't we? Isn't that where we uh -huh. saw Blue Man? In group? the Titanic Museum. Oh, so cool. God, Las Vegas was cool. What my, what uh, what uh what did we cut off from you, Jeremy? I feel like you was about to say. Yeah, something. it wasn't important. I might uh, I've already forgotten. How is Arthur? He's with Brittany right now. I don't know. Uh, right now, Levi's sleeping on the floor next to me. Oh, sure. 
I was, um, oh, that's another South Louisiana thing, guys. Sha. Um, I was very, very tickled to hear that um, corgis are the mounts for fairies. I did not know that. But um, I can 100% see Sir King Arthur uh, escorting a fairy around like that. uh, That that makes me happy in my soul. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) His little corgi buddy. So cute. And Evie. He's he's always on edge. He is so stressed out. Why? He's a dog. What does he have to be stressed about? Yeah. Did you not did you not watch pets? He's either gonna listen to classical music or he's a headbanger as That was a cute movie. Did you get a shout out? You gonna shout out to Macy for her birthday? Oh yeah, it is the uh it is my daughter Macy's birthday and she turned eleven. She wants to be on the podcast eventually. <gasps> I, I told her if she comes up with a good story, we'll let her oh talk. Oh my God, how fun. Yeah, uh, but we'll get her on here one night. Uh, talking about that though, we need any of you listeners out there, whoever, the ones and twos that might be listening, send us in your stories. It, uh, I mean, if you want to video record it because you ain't got another way to record it, you, we don't have to play the video. We can if you want. I mean, you can voice memo us. You can, I mean, if you want to type it out and send it to us, we'll read it. But then you got to deal with me reading it. <laughs> so it's it's easier if you voice memo it and we'll just play it. But I do have two listeners that are probably going to be, we were talking and they're going to send me something in for us to talk about. And uh, one possible person that might want to come in for a type of interview, I guess you could say. That'd be awesome. That's cool. So that's something to look forward to. Yeah. And, um, also, you can check out our website, strangewoodspodcast.com, or email us. For that picture of the Rougarou. Oh, and the big hat. You got to do a picture of the big old hat, too. Did y'all see it? It's insane, it a big right? Hat. Yes. <laughs> it's stupid big. <laughs> he wore it everywhere, y'all. You, no shame. You still have it? Do you cut grass in it? Um, when we moved back, I did. Uh, it's a good grass cutting hat. Yeah, I think it eventually like uh, fell apart in the rain or something. It did. It did. He was very sad. I like wearing my sun hats like that. I'd wear it. I'd wear it today if I had one. I'm going to have to find... You don't remember that big-ass sombrero that we had hanging in my living room when we were little? Oh, yeah. I do. It's a nice hat. Did you guys ever take it down and dance around it? Be honest. No. No. I think I think I did that racist shit when I was a child. I think I definitely... I definitely have a memory of... A memory of... In a, in a classroom, somebody bringing a sombrero and... Dancing around it on the floor. Is that floor. a thing? Uh, if well, you're yeah. racist, it's the Mexican. It's the Mexican hat dance. I didn't know I was. I wasn't trying to be racist. I was a little kid. I didn't. What? I didn't know what racism was. I know now that that was not appropriate. We can cut that out of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> snip, snip. So, what what other yeah, things do we policy. need to say? Like in closing, like emailing us and all that. Uh, yeah, we have a Discord. Facebook. Oh yeah, we do need to bring people to the Discord. We got a Discord. I forgot we had a Discord. Sorry to our three listeners that are on Discord. That yeah, I think there are two people that regularly post on the Discord. So thank you too. Appreciate it. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, we don't uh, get on there. Yeah, should get on there. Encourage your fans. I don't know how to Discord. Look, I'm I'm an elderly millennial. I I don't <laughs> know how technology Same. works. Same. He's one of our elders. Yeah. Let's see. We had a. Uh, we got a Justin. Is that his name? M- 
Justin MV dollar sign on Discord. There's a shout out. <laughs> Woot. <laughs> well, guys, thank y'all so much for letting me guest. I hope I didn't uh, bogart the mic, you know. No, no, like, you, unless I had to talk. Uh, you want to be on here every week? Uh, oh, Lord. Let, let it be the Brandy podcast. That. Yeah. I'll, the Brandy show. I'll go sit somewhere else. I'll put Brittany on my my mic and yeah, there we talk go. about... That Have a girl's night. Com- put complain on about one. your husbands. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Complain about our husbands hey, and talk about an uh, cryptids. Have a girl's night while we go have a guy's night in camp. Ooh. What if the be? girls like camping? Nah. <laughs> Women don't camp. We'll have a we'll have a men only camp night, then a girls uh a uh, a husband and wife camp night, and then a whole family camp night. There you go. He-Man, Woman Haters Club. Yeah. So it's three major camps throughout the year. Shouldn't you be getting your nails done or something, Brandy? <gasps> she she does that at home now. I do. I have a kit. Oh yeah. I save lots of money. <laughs> but thank you guys. I really had a fun time. This was great. Well, thanks for coming out. You are welcome. Anytime. Everybody let us know how you feel about our full episode live interviews or if you just want stories from other people. But I think this is going to be a great way to break it up every now and then if we can get others talking about their experiences and, you know, getting other people's points of view so you don't only have to listen to us three. Yeah, we'll have you on. You just need a uh, a mic and an internet connection. Plenty of ways to get in your stories and plenty of ways for us to to share in this great discussion we have going on here. I want to I want to kind of build this community and this just kind of open up the doors and you know we can all be skeptics or we can all believe but you know it doesn't hurt to suspend you know our disbelief for a little bit just to see what's out there and uh it can be a little fun sometimes so all right um yeah um, yay Brady, good talking to you Jonathan fix your fucking headlights you guys yes Get it together, Jonathan. Yeah, I'm going to get them fixed. I'm going to get them fixed. <laughs> get your shit together. All right, guys. Talk to y'all later. Right. Bye. Bye.